0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. It's Wednesday
1: on Text Talk. Absolutely middle of the week. This is one of our favorite days. It absolutely is one of our favorite days. It's one of the top seven. One of the seven days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Yeah. We always, it's, uh, it's the peak. It's the peak. It's, it's all the downhill peak. from here. That's right. Rolling uphill. towards the weekend. I'm not sure how we're doing that,
0: yeah. I don't know. But I do know that we're reading James chapter four today, and so we'll be plugging along the next couple of verses there.
1: Overlapping a little bit with our reading yesterday, I want to begin in verse four. I'm going to read all the way to verse 10. This is from the English Standard Version. All right. You adulterous people. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and
0: he will exalt you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up, the King James says. So, uh, continuing on here, this you said a prophetic voice yesterday. Yes. I mean, th- this is a, a very much a Nathan meet David, thou art the man mm-hmm. kind of passage, uh, calling them adulterers and adulteresses, right? And here is the medicine, draw near to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Yes. Uh, you know, he perfectly uh, sums up their situation that they have actually been drawing close to the world. They've been warming up to the world and, and those types of lusts and attitudes and behaviors. And what that really means is the devil's got a hold on you. Here's the picture. Adulteresses, it's that prophetic picture
1: throughout the prophets when they accused Israel and Judah of being adulteresses, mm-hmm. they were accusing them of idolatry. right? Instead of being devoted to Yahweh, you've gone after Baal or Asherah or mm-hmm. Molech or any number of the gods that they might have gone to during that Old Testament time period. And he has this relation of marriage with mm-hmm. Israel and Judah. Mm-hmm. And they have now cheated. They have become adulteresses. As the church, we are the bride of Christ. If if we in his church go after the world, mm-hmm. we have become adulteresses. Adulteresses. But he ties this together. Remember back at the end of chapter three, when I have worldly wisdom, it's not just earthly and unspiritual. What else is it? It's demonic. It's demonic. When I've become a friend of the world, once again, we don't have the neutral territory. There's not heaven and hell, and in between the world. Mm-hmm. He says, When you are going after the world, when you're becoming a friend of the world, who are we supposed to resist? Yeah. Gotta resist the devil. The devil. When I'm going after the world, it's it's not some neutral lover as if it's okay. It's the devil. The devil is working through the world. I want us to have this picture of adultery that we have a seducer. That mm. There there is a competing groom. There is there is another power. There is another person that is competing to be the groom against Jesus Christ, and that is the devil. And what he says is you need to resist the devil the same way that you would tell some some bride, a wife, or a groom, you need to resist the seducer. Mm-hmm. You you need to re- resist the one that would seduce you and take you away. And you need to draw near to your true spouse. That's what's going on here. That's the picture.
0: And I appreciate that very much. And this reading, what comes to my mind is the episode in Matthew chapter 4 where Jesus faces the devil. Yes. You know, there, there's so much overlay between the Sermon on the Mount and, and those type of instructions, but reading this part here, I think about the example of Jesus who never failed. Uh, he, he did not sin. Here what we have in James is, is tremendous calls to repentance. Clearly these Christians have lost their way. Jesus didn't lose his way, but at the same time, he needed to draw near to God and he needed to resist the devil. Which he did. Which he did. Yes. And I, and I think, well, well, what did that look like? And, and some of that in, in Matthew 4, uh, the, uh, the 40 days where Jesus is in the wilderness, is, is a time of isolation or separation from so many of the things in the world, um, you know, calling to us, seducing us, if you will. He, he just removes himself from those things. Uh, then the devil shows up, to put those temptations right before him and whether it was hunger whether it was all the kingdoms of the world uh, whether it was even a pride to, to test god and see if angels would catch him if he jumps down off of the high place on the temple you know the, the devil brings those temptations to him and he resists the devil and each time he resists the devil by identifying the devil's tactic and answering it with scripture with scripture He drew near to God in the word of God and communing with God in prayer and fasting, and then resisting the devil by telling him no and quoting scripture to him. You mean he not only heard the word, but
1: was a doer of the word? doer of the word. Hmm. (laughs) Pure and undefiled religion right there. It sounds like to me
0: does sound like it. Doesn't it?
1: Here is Jesus setting the example. So how do I resist the devil and his seduction? It is anchored in the word of God. I know his word. I learn his word. How does the young man keep his way pure? by keeping according to the way of God. Yeah. I, your word I have hidden. I have stored up in my heart that I might not sin Sinning against, against you. you. These these are all statements that highlight if I'm gonna draw near to God, mm-hmm. it's gonna be about listening to his word. We talk about the temptation of Jesus there in the wilderness. The very first one turned this Stones to bread. bread yeah. And Jesus' response is man doesn't live by bread alone, mm-hmm. but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I draw near to God by listening to his word. Absolutely. Rather than the lies and seductions of the devil, which he is presenting through the world. Mm-hmm. Which is not neutral territory.
0: <laughs> you know, it's Definitely not, not. It's not.
1: The world is not an okay mistress. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the thing I have to understand. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm worshiping Satan. Actually, it's a lot like that. It just doesn't come presented as that. It's just following worldly philosophies and worldly wisdom, which back in chapter three we found out was not neutral. Yeah. Earthly, unspiritual, demonic. demonic. Again, a prophetic voice from James here that says. Christians, you need to know exactly what's going on. Don't deceive yourselves. Don't whitewash this. Don't don't cover it up. Don't obscure it. You need to clearly understand what your options are. Your options are either God or the devil.
0: There's no neutral ground. And that prophetic voice, uh, I'm looking particularly at verse 8 and verse 9, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep, right? That is prophetic language. Yes. Uh, that is telling people who are just delighted, you know, just happy as they can be in the situation they're in. You don't realize this, but you are in a bad, bad way. You are alienating yourselves from God. I, you know, th- there were some some people who would argue that it's impossible for a Christian to sin. It's impossible for a Christian to sin so as to lose their soul, But I tell you what, James is talking to them like there's a great danger of fire and judgment, and he absolutely calls them sinners. These same people who at the beginning were the dispersed people of God in James chapter one, and they're sinners now, and he's calling them to lament, mourn, repent. Perhaps you recall a year and a half ago in season two. Mm -hmm. When we
1: studied Psalm 24 Mm -hmm. and the question is asked, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? Do you remember the very first answer? He who has clean hands and a pure Pure heart. heart. who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. All of that is found right here in James. These souls that are being lifted up to what is false. Mm. These souls that are directing themselves toward demonic wisdom. That are becoming friends of the world. That act like act like we can keep a, a foot in both realms: the the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of the world. That acts like I can I can be the bride of Christ, but I can also have uh, my. Well, actually, I don't know what the, I. I know what we talk about with with men that are cheating. We talk about their mistress,
0: uh-huh. but uh, the world she, is the mistress.
1: Yeah, I mean it's exactly what it is. But I but I can have this lover on the side and it'll be okay. You know the struggle when I think about that very practically, putting it in, into the terms that I know where I struggle, where Christians struggle. Sometimes I think, Andrew, what we want is enough God to get heaven in the end, but enough devil to have fun on the way. Mm-hmm. Look, I want heaven. I I certainly don't want hell. Right. But man, I want to have fun while I'm here. I want the best of both worlds. I want heaven at the end, but I want all the joys and pleasures that can be afforded me as I'm walking through this
0: life. There is a variety of country music songs that seem to express that very (laughs) idea. Everybody wants to go to heaven and nobody wants to go right now. That's right. You know, we much too much living to do, too much fun to have. Um,
1: sin is not, I will tell you, sin is not the fun thing that it promises. Not that there aren't pleasures in it. I, I've all the sins I've ever committed gave me pleasure in the moment, mm-hmm. but there's not a single one of them that I look back on and say, you know, I'm glad I got that one in. Well, that's what the Hebrew writer said. It's a passing pleasure of yes. sin. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's led to terrible things in my relationships and just in my life and my attitude and my own uh, approach to things. It's, it is not fun fun long-term. It's one little moment of some pleasure and then followed by remorse, guilt, shame, regret, destroyed relationships, destroyed uh, perspectives. It's just I, I mean,
0: and, and isn't that James 1? I mean, when he talks about we're, we're led away to sin first when we are enticed. And, the, you know, there's the fun part and, and the joy of a moment, but it's going to end in death. And that's what sin brings. And the wages of sin is death. And, uh, you know, we by the grace of God and the gospel, we might know forgiveness and we might be saved from an eternal perdition and separation from God. But that is not to say that there are not consequences in the here and now of our sins, it's always going to bring some type of pain, some type of, of, uh, of, of difficulty, because that's what sin does, because the joy of the devil is to see God's people hurting, and, uh, and the sin is the tool. If we can back up at like a 10,000-foot view and look at the
1: end of James chapter 3 on here into James chapter 4, when it talked about the wisdom at the end of James 3, selfish ambition and jealousy is a desire to exalt myself. Is a desire Mm -hmm. to put myself forward. There's two approaches to finding exaltation and being lifted up. One is the worldly wisdom that says, I'm going to promote myself. Go take it. I'm going to go take it. As we walk through James, notice there in chapter four, verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. Mm -hmm. So that's the other path. The other path path is I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to do things God's way. I'm going to sacrifice the things of the world. I'm going to cut them off. I'm going to turn away from them. I'm going to resist the devil and his seductions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cleanse my hands and I'm going to purify my heart. Of course, all of this by the grace of God. And as I do that, then I find exaltation. Then I find lifting up. Then I am, I am. I, I I have I'm put forward as I'm wanting to be put forward, but by God's grace, because God is the one who has done it, exactly. not because I've done it, and not because I've competed with you in order to beat you so that yeah. I could be exalted.
0: Yeah, the wonderful thing about God and His grace is that uh, there's always enough. There's always more than enough, and I don't have to see you lose, Edwin, to win in God's kingdom, and God's economy. I don't need to treat you that way and vice versa. I need to act right with God, and he has more than enough than to spare.
1: The, again, from a 10,000-foot view, looking at the picture that James is presenting, here's what I find most amazing. Submit yourselves, to, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. In this picture of marriage and adultery, in in our marriages... When someone has committed adultery, there's always the fear that if I resist the seducer or the seductress and go back to my spouse and try to draw near to my spouse, they may not forgive me. I I don't want to tell them because they may be done with me. What we find here is that God gives a promise. You turn away from that seducer. You cut that off. You draw near to me. I'll draw near back. I'm not going to hold you at arm's length. I'm not going to throw you away. Now, If you continue in your pride, I resist the proud. Mm -hmm. But if you will humble yourself and draw near, God will always accept back. So if I just want to say to anyone listening, if you've been in this spiritual adultery, cut it off, turn to God. He will let you come back. He will draw near to you. But make that change.
0: It'll never be easier than right now to make that change. It is a powerful prophetic call. We appreciate it so much. We'd love to hear from you. Give us some feedback. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer? Holy God,
1: too often we have courted the world, been friends of the world, trying to hang on to you with one hand and the world with the other. Forgive us. We, We cut that hand that's holding on to the world off because we would rather be with you, lacking one of our members, than to be with the world in torment away from you. And so, Father, we draw near to you, draw us in, by your grace exalt us, let us turn away from our own willpower and our own will and follow you. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for your great promises. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. Have a fantastic day.
0: Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the
1: mighty throne.